starting it out. Episode two. What? You're not live yet. No, but we're live here. All right, live on the Instagram. All right, episode two. Let's do this. All right, welcome to uh, episode two of Garage Beers. We're now in the garage. We were faking it last time, but uh, we're here. We've got Blue Yummies. Cheers. Oh, let's let's get a recap from episode one. All right, so um, looking back at yesterday, there's some even some news since we've been out. Uh, Bitcoin, uh, big hot topic actually. Elon Musk and Tesla are no longer accepting Bitcoin as payment for Tesla. So you're going to start seeing. I know we talked about yesterday about cryptocurrency and not understanding the ups and downs and it being regulated and stuff like that. Um, so big, yesterday, it was Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Um, but I mean, already within 48 hours, Bitcoin's already going to take a big, big hit. It, it it took a big hit, but it's it's coming back now. Is it? Because I, I, I checked earlier today, and like my the, the value or whatever of a stock had dropped like six thousand dollars today. So what's it, tough? It's coming back up from is, what I saw. I mean, but what it's tough is that like, do you think that so it was energy, right? So that's like the main reason that Tesla was because he's trying to save like the economy and, or like the environment. And since Bitcoin is using a bunch of energy and stuff like that, it's basically going against everything that he was saying. Yeah, which I guess I, I don't maybe because I, I don't know enough. Like, is it really using energy or is that like just some? No, it combo? is. It is. And I remember reading about that a long time ago is that the potential downside is that it is using a lot of energy. But there's also different ways that you can do it without using that type of energy is from what I was saying. Cause I did read up on this and people are a little bit angry because they're assuming that it's using coal. Uh, yes. Coal <laughs> as, the, as the fuel. And in reality, there's alternative ways to get energy and still be able to mine. So I don't think in the long run, it's going to end up being an issue, but I think that uh, right now it could affect it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I do know the announcement from Mr. Musk has not skyrocketed my Dogecoin, <laughs> so I'm still waiting for that to take off. But Doge—it's the same thing, though. All cryptocurrencies is made the same way, right? But now he—is like, it even it really made? I, I'm convinced it's all just a hoax, anyways. <laughs> well, like for that though, is that like since he is like same. Dogecoin, since he's like <laughs> that's uh, Trevor Kittleson there chiming in. Whoa, um, whoa, who names? No intro. Sorry, yet. that's <laughs> Kever Tittleson. <laughs> um, but just uh, more going along the lines. Now that Tesla is allowing Dogecoin as like payment, I think that it would start help the skyrocket of like what Bitcoin was. So he got rid of Bitcoin as a payment, but kept Dogecoin as yeah. a payment. Well, of course, because he's like heavily invested. Well, in right, Dogecoin. but like that doesn't make any sense because Dogecoin, you, you. That's what I'm saying is right. it's just a way for him to try because his whole right, Saturday Night right. Live didn't work. So now he's like, oh well, if I say we're going to accept Dogecoin, maybe all the people are going to sell their Bitcoin and it's going to drive up the value. Could be, I also yeah. think that he's making the transition until they then want to ban Dogecoin. But again, I told you last time that 20 countries already have banned Bitcoin in the United States. I wouldn't be surprised if they're right behind. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting because, again, I, I, I just think it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle. It could never end up being used for anything legally. I think it still will end up being like illegally traded yeah. amongst people. Um, but we'll see. 
and who knows, maybe along the lines is that you might be able to get like a certain portion for each of that if you pay, if you like turn that into the, you know, like the government, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, interesting. But like, how do you do that? How would you turn it in? I don't think you can like delete a Bitcoin, can you? I'm sure the government could figure it out. Can you even create a Bitcoin? Yeah. I'm, you yeah. know, I mean, you we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> you I think can. this is all my conspiracy theory. You can create I think Bitcoin. all this cryptocurrency is all a hoax, but... Uh, <laughs> so going back into kind of some things we were talking yeah. about, one of the biggest stats, so I went back, looked, and within the last... Since 1999, there have been three number one picks that have won a Super Bowl. Uh, Fisher, that was with the Chiefs. Eric Fisher. Yep, in 2013. But besides that, it's been Eli Manning and David Carr. And David Carr won a Super Bowl because he was the backup for Eli Manning when But Fisher was he was somebody's backup. He Wait, was so, a so starter. Fisher? In Kansas City. Because they won it like two what, two years ago? I don't, I don't, remember I don't think he was the starter. He was the backup. So like I would put Asterisk by hurt, those I two. Before the Super Bowl. Maybe also, I've never heard yeah. of this. I don't guy, think that so counts. Cole's wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I I don't think Look that counts up. though. I might. But the only the one backup. is Eli Manning, right? And which right. I called, by the way. Check the tapes, people. I called this. Um, but <laughs> there's only throughout the entire NFL, there's only been 17 number one overall picks that have won a Super Bowl. Okay, so yeah. the, when you said this in our group chat, I wasn't quite following. So you mean three? Number three one picks quarter that were quarterbacks. No, no. So three since 1999 that we kind of gotcha. Won. And then since in all of the NFL, out of any N- number one picks, there's 17, only been 17 three number since wow. 99. Yeah, that's pretty insane. So yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, well, one you got to think about it. The teams that are picking first overall are usually not good. Right. Um, the Lions have had a couple. We and have. They're not. <laughs> right. Um, besides that, I mean, like, if you think about it, the teams that have picked since 99, they haven't been able to kind of get up there. Right. Uh, you make a valid point. Um, but, I mean, I just think that's crazy that so many of these teams think that a quarterback is going to be the savior. One, they usually don't. How many of them have won a Super Bowl that have been picked number one overall? Obviously, only Eli Manning um, since 99. I wonder if Obviously, we, there were a couple other quarterbacks like Peyton Manning. Um, Aikman was another one. Uh, Bledsoe was another one. We should try to find a correlation and see like what pick leads to the most amount of Super Bowls. What number pick? Yeah, well, that like, that's be tough because you don't. It's not just are like they one starters. Person. Are they reserves? Honestly, they well, that's the no, question. I think it would be what round is the most important. Yeah, because I bet yeah. you like the second or third round have produced more Super Bowl champs than yeah, like. Then first round, yeah, yeah, we should look at that next. I, next I would actually go third and fourth round because I think those are a lot of guys that don't have like the shock value. They right, weren't, right. you know, putting together Heisman campaigns, but you know maybe they came from smaller programs. They had to study more film and like they're better prepared uh, for making that jump into the into the NFL. And I think the other thing is like you're also going to see it. Oh, we uh, lose our live over there. What happened? I don't know. It's all zeros. Yeah. It's the most secure password. Something's going on with our live stream. There we go. Back. Um, I, I don't uh, know. I don't even know where I was going I with that. Oh, but basically, like, <laughs> I, I think there's more value in terms of like. Here you go. You you take each guy and what like um, baseball has WAR like a wins above replacement. So like. What is the average number of wins per season 
or a guy that was drafted. Yeah, yeah. I would love to know that. That's something we need to look up. So if you are looking for a summer internship, uh, send us a DM. We're looking for uh, a stat nerd, and that's going to be your first assignment. Um, (laughs) We expect that on this table right here in three to four weeks. And so to back up Eric Fisher, he was a pro bowler in the year that he won Super Bowl. What? Still what year, heard what year was that? He's a lineman, so Where'd you he... probably haven't heard of him. What year, though, was it? Oh, he was an offensive lineman? Yeah. That's why. I mean, <laughs> he was an offensive lineman. I, I know they're important, but nobody ever remembers offensive right. linemen. So, all right. So, let's move on. Uh, big topic for uh, for those of you in the NCAA circles. Uh, the NCAA Golf Regional in Baton Rouge, yep. for the second year in Ooh. a row, uh, canceled their regional. Um, and this year, I don't, I don't know if they did this last year, but this year it all top six seeds automatically advance to the championship. And then the top, Sir, I think how many was, individuals? I don't even know. So, and, and I don't even know like how many teams are at one of these regions. Are we talking like oh, 20 30. teams? So 30 There's teams. There's like 20 teams probably. And then six make the cut. So you're like and the three crazy, quarters of the teams that were invited to the championship round. Yeah, don't even get a don't chance. even get a chance. That's, and that's crazy, what they changed it to. No, no, no. So they just got canceled. So they do regional. So like even if we're near and this is the only site. No, there's, there's multiple sites. Or, no, that's uh, this is the only site that, that got canceled. Yes, correct. So you're gonna have oh. all these probably I would guess five to six, four, four other regions or three. So three other regionals, they all are playing, but because the and uh, the regional committee here just declared that this course did not have championship caliber because um, it would get rain and it right. like that. so it wasn't in condition but like pl- playing back my college days I'll tell you what we played in some conditions that like even during rounds that like it was almost able to cancel mid round but the fact they didn't have a makeup rain date and just move it back one day is incredible and, and my thing is like there are probably thousands of courses in Louisiana. You're telling me they couldn't move to another what? course in that state? Well, if you want to do weather, right. I get that since all the courses around there probably got hit. But there's no way that Baton Rouge was able to not make the golf course playable in the next day. And then you play 36. Just make that transition. At yeah. least they get a chance to play or you eliminate it. I guarantee you every single one of those players would have said, you know what? Let's just make it – take it down because I'm pretty sure it was three rounds. Take it down to two rounds and then at least they get a chance to play for it. Has this ever happened before in the history of golf? It happened at this site last year. Oh, did it really? Yes. That's what I was reading. Is that- no, it got shut down. Was that two years ago because COVID? Maybe it was. No, it was, it was basically the, the article was saying like – there were teams that qualified for last year's and then didn't get to play. Yeah. I can't tell if our Instagram is shutting off or if you're just if, yeah, I don't know either. If it's just like saving energy or what? Pause due to poor connection. Well, I guess we're going in and out here of the live stream on the Instagram, but we're still live on the podcast, so so we'll keep going. Um, but again, I mean, just dropping the ball again, and I mean, I don't know if we want to go down this rabbit hole, but like I love rabbit holes. If you want to bring it up, <laughs> men's side versus women's side, it's a women's event. Oh, I'm, it was a women's event? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That just adds to it. Oh, So, wow. I mean, I think it's just tough. Um, I get all the different things. It's just tough that everybody works this entire year to get a chance to go to the regional. And then, don't get me wrong, are the top three teams probably going to change? No, probably not. But, like, that team that's, like, on, like, seven or eight possibly yeah. work their way in. Yeah. I mean, look at... I mean, there's just 
constant different times. You show up for one weekend, especially in golf. There's a lot of people that could have one bad weekend right. and then they come in. Let's say somebody's starting to get really good, but the ranking wasn't good enough to get them into that top six, but they played really good in the spring and they didn't play well yeah. in the fall. I mean, it's crazy to me to hear about like a cancellation like this that's not COVID related because yeah. I'm so used to like all these COVID cancellations. It's like, and maybe that played into it that people are just so used to canceling stuff now. Nah, I like, mean, right. I'd be surprised if that was the case, but I think what what's more shocking to me is like, and I've, I've been around, you know, some, some NCAA championship events and like that regional committee or that national committee, they, from what I've always seen, do everything within their power to make that championship happen. Yeah. You know, like a year ago, wrestling, you know, D3s, before, like canceling the championship obviously was their worst case scenario. They went as far as to say, like, listen, like in order for us to do this, we're not going to allow any fans, which now is like become commonplace. But like right. when they first announced that people lost their mind, but like the committee was doing everything they could to try and make that championship happen. Yeah, so like right. that, that I think for me is like, unfortunately, I think it's just another black eye on the NCAA. Yeah. They've had a really kind of rough couple months. You had the, the weight room issue at the, right. uh, the women's uh, D one final four. Um, and and it's it's kind of always been like this, you know. You didn't always have the proof, but it's always kind of been this belief that like the women's sports, you know, were not getting the same type of exposure, weren't getting the same type of perks. And you've seen it now, you know, multiple times. And I think a big part of that, going back to like last week's, you know, one of our topics was social media. Right. Like without TikTok or Instagram, like. Who would have ever known or heard about the the women's weight room issue at the final four? Right, right, yeah. Right. So, uh, continue. Hold on, hold on, real, real quick. What's re- weird to me is that, and and maybe you know the exact date of this, but women's sports, a lot of them weren't in the NCAA until the eighties. Uh, Literally, like, yeah, somewhere around there. It was like late seventies, early eighties, which is not that long ago. Isn't that insane to think about? I mean, that's forty years ago, but yeah. Yeah, but still, like, I mean, compared to how long, how long has the NCAA been around? Long time. I don't know, but so so to look it up, and I got into more, so the teams that were ranked in the region, there was this top six that went, were 4th ranked, 5th ranked, 12th, 13th, 19th, 21. The teams that didn't make it were 28th ranked, 31, 36, 38, 44, and 45. So there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven within the top 50 that didn't get a chance to even have an opportunity to go to the NCAA. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just tough. Um, like, after the year everyone's already had, like, as a coach, like, what do you say to your team? Devastating. Devastating. And there's only three individuals that made it up. And so. it's like the other thing that I, you know, as, as someone that's also involved in athletics, it's like, you have a season plan. Like, there's a decent shot that these guys were all, or these women were all prepared specifically for this mm-hmm. tournament. Oh, yeah. And, like, you spend your entire season focusing on this specific tournament and just not being able to do it has got to be one of the most devastating things ever. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, talking about things that are kind of devastating and stuff like that, the Super League. Um, the thing that you're starting to see, all the fans, you can see all the protests and whatnot. There was even a protest um, today before the 
Man U versus Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure. A they second even, protest. What was right. the protest for? The creation so of it? So basically what happened, and, and I'm going to try and sum this up in like really easy terms. So you have Champions League in Europe, and it's where, um, you know, it was created so that the best teams from England, uh, Spain, Italy, etc., like the best teams in those domestic leagues then enter a tournament to find like the ultimate European champion. And in a league like the English Premier League, it's your top four teams in the regular season qualify for Champions League the next year. Now, being a part of Champions League brings with it a ton of money for that club. So for for a team like a few years ago, uh, 2015-16, Leicester City, they won the Premier League. That brought them a lot of money, but then they also qualified for Champions League. That can completely revolutionize that club for the next 10 years because now they have millions and millions of dollars to go and, and make transfers for top players. A club like Manchester United has historically always been a contender or in um, for the the Champions League. And, you know, so a club like that is built on on money. And so you naturally have this like um, barrier between your elite clubs that the money usually follows the success. But what we've seen here in like the last five years is that like big name clubs um, have, I think, fallen a little bit and made room for a club like Leicester City. Um, And so the European Super League, as it was called, basically stated that these, I think it was these 12 clubs would break away from Champions League and have their own uh, competition year in, year out. And these 12 clubs would always be a part of it. So there would be no qualification. They're guaranteed, you know, X number of dollars, no matter what. And then they would round out to be a a tournament of 16 with some kind of a, a qualifier. And so it was really taking away from the whole concept of like, you have to earn your place in Champions League. So as soon as this got... Like, you know, leaked to the media, people went apeshit. Like, they they literally lost their fucking minds. They got pissed off at all the owners because it was the owners behind it because the owners are getting uh, a certain cut of all that. Tap the screen so we don't lose it. Right. And um, basically, like, as soon as news broke, it was within 24 hours that, like, 10 of the 12 clubs that had pledged to the European Super League had backed out. And But still, like, a club like Manchester United... Their fans, like, that's just not enough for them to back out. Like, this has been going on for 10, 15 years that they believe that their owners don't have the club's best interests at heart. They've put the club into more debt. So that's the European Super League. But now golf, basically on the heels well, of Well, hold on a second. Okay. The, the Super League for soccer got canceled. Well, basically, like, 10 of the 12 clubs that had said they were going to be a part of it backed out. So my question is, why were they protesting if it was already pretty much canceled? Because, like, in a cl- like, they started the protest before they had pulled out. Mm. So that was one result. Okay. The other is like, you know, and and I know this because I'm a Manchester United, you know, fan supporter. Like one of like the vice chairman of the club has resigned, and oh. there are still protests that the family that owns Manchester United, uh, they want them out because they haven't been basically leading the club in the right direction. Sure. Maybe the Lions fans need to go on protest in the front <laughs> office. So the other thing that, like, and one more thing that this has kind of led to is in Germany, a majority of the clubs are not owned by a majority of, like, uh, an owner owner group. So, like, 
you know, here in the United States, you have all these franchisees, like the McCaskies own the Chicago Bears. Like in Germany, they have what's called a 50 plus one. So like they have a fan supporter group and that group has like 51% stake in the club so that the owners can never basically make decisions um, without the fan support. Sure. So, so, so now like that, like that too. Correct. And that's, that's, that's like here in the States, like it's a very uncommon thing. But now there's talks of all of these European clubs like going to that model so that something like this doesn't happen ever again. Gotcha. So that's European, you know, Super League. But on the heels of it, we now have this golf Super League that I don't quite know where it's at right now. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, just, but it hasn't been killed off. No, but a lot of... <laughs> A lot of the main, main guys, I mean, so your Dustin Johnsons, your Rory's. Rory's come out and speak very highly on it. And he's, I mean. That's because he doesn't like traveling to the U.S. as much. Well, no, it's because he said that to him, money isn't necessarily, like, he's made his money. He's made his, like, living and stuff like that. That to him, it's the importance of the different events. So, like, he wants to win majors. He wants to win events on tour. And he doesn't want to worry about other things that don't mean anything to that. Because that's where all the stat books are. And... He wants to make sure that he can win the Masters, he can win the Open. Like he just wants to focus on winning so like, tournaments. On is the it PGA still tour. called the FedEx Cup? Yeah. Like, so are you saying like he doesn't give a shit about that? Like he wants to win? No, he worries about the FedEx. But like the Super League is basically just a money grab. Okay. And so you're so saying he's in favor of? He's not in favor. He's of not League. in favor. Of okay. I thought he, he just, said he was. No, no, no. He wants to only worry about. He wants to win tournaments that are on the PGA. Gotcha. Tour. Yeah. Yeah. That he makes sense. He doesn't care about the money. Well, so what exactly is – what are they trying to and this, do? The thing, the thing about the Super League is they're just trying to make big, like, pay basically, like, salary, I think, to these guys to play on this on the Super League. Oh, I and see. And he doesn't care. So, so like, like, no matter where they place, they're guaranteed so, so, okay. money. So it's much more like uh, the NFL where it's like you have an actual salary to play. Yeah. Instead of playing and winning based on what your place yeah, right. is. But, like, to him, it's just like – he's like, I don't – like in the guys that this would affect are the guys that are making millions of dollars. So like to them, it's not really anything. That's It'll, what's also, you know what though? It will fundamentally change the game. If one putt isn't worth like $10,000, like it is sometimes now, well, it's worth like half a million. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on the tournament. Yeah. But, but yeah. like, but you see all those guys that are honestly, in, that are grinding for that stuff. Like obviously the smaller tournaments, you have some of those guys that creep in and that, and honestly, those guys aren't even worried about the money. Those guys are worried about getting a card for a longer time. Right. So they can play right, on tour. Right. Um, like, you can see a lot of it on like Corn Fury and stuff like that. But like, they're not thinking about money. They're thinking about being able to stay on the tour to then like make money later on. Like that one putt to some of these guys isn't about the dollar sign of that tournament. It's right. placing certain like, sure. a, like number in that tournament and then going from there. There's no way it passes. I just don't see. Well, I just don't think that the top guys are going to. Go for it. I mean, they already right. make enough, and they play like if it takes away from the stats and the PGA Tour, I just don't think that they'll do it. Yeah, there's no way. The, the PGA, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like it's been on like kind of a rise. Yeah, over the few like over a while, they're not going to want to change that. No, and I, I mean, you can thank all of it to Tiger, but I think a lot of the guys have like a lot more athletes are starting to become yeah. into the game of golf instead of just like kind of your that was like a fallback if you yeah. weren't athletic. But, like, now the athletes are starting to get into the game of golf and you're starting to see some of the different things change and whatnot. There's starting to be different rule changes with, like, um, they're not going to let any more advancements in drivers and, like, golf balls because the golf courses are getting, like, too short for them. But, I mean, 
they're just trying to say that the game of golf of like the U.S. Opens being plus one for a champion instead yeah. of these guys are going there and shooting minus twelve. I so mean, right, you your mention of Tiger there like it popped a question in my head. So like we've talked about like we've had all of our fair share of arguments of like the goats, right, the greatest of all time. Is there an athlete who, if they would have never been at the level that they were, that sport would have never like risen to its fame? And like take take Michael Jordan out of basketball, the NBA is still huge. Yeah. Okay. Take you know Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds out of baseball. Baseball still huge. Yeah. Take Tom Brady out of the NFL. The NFL is still huge. Take Tiger Woods out of golf. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I don't think he's probably anywhere. the best example of that. Right. I don't think Olympics. it's anywhere close. Yeah. Michael Phelps I mean, in the United Fel- States of America. Phelps, I would argue. Yeah. Also I mean, it would that. still be there because yeah. it's the Olympics. Right. But like Katie Ledecky. How many more yeah. people how many more people <laughs> no, watch now because yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, we want to watch something like Yeah. Or the Simone Biles. I mean, I mean, I think gymnastics was always up there because like different goals and whatnot. But what she's done has been great. Right. I think another huge one, Serena Williams. She's yeah. made like women's tennis because they're almost having arguments of like, can she hang with some of the guys? Right. Oh, and sure. there's just like in her, in her prime. Right. Dan Gable and collegiate wrestling. Yeah, I think. Well, so the question has always had that that I don't think wrestling was going to go anywhere. The correct, the, but, the, but in, in its own like realm like it, without Dan Gable you I don't think you even have the level of popularity that you do today well my Maybe. question is this. I think there's going to be another psycho that came along did it <laughs> did it fundamentally change how people did that sport Tiger for sure because everybody then became longer and they wanted yeah. to start watching it because of what he like he was having fun with it he was yeah. doing other things yeah and like they just have another player to get like behind and like this is a topic that I think maybe some people realize, some people don't. We're going to talk about it here on Garage Beers. If Tiger Woods is white, how does that change the impact he has on the game of golf? I mean, I think it was ahead of its time, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, and I think it, it changed. I think it, in general, it changed sports. Well, he was also he's half black and half Asian too, so that yeah pays into or like into it as well, and. I mean, he didn't have the best growing up either. Um, right. Some of the different like stories and whatnot that you can watch from his different documentaries. But like, I mean, he had a lot that he needed to like go through, and I'm sure him just certain clubs because Augusta for the longest time was a men's only club. But not only that, they right didn't white. allow yeah, white it was a white only club. Now, did he ever run into that? I don't know. Okay, I don't think so. But um, nonetheless. Um, as we're on the topics of goats, let's talk about goats on your beers. So like top beers, not necessarily like brand, but like what's your top like shower beer, garage beer? Like if you had to make a top three, what would they be? First of all, if you have a one that we don't mention on this podcast and you're listening, feel free to shoot us a DM. We'll mention it on the next, next show. Um, top three, honestly, I, and I'm a big fan of this, and you you guys know this porch beers, porch. Well, specifically porch slash deck. I was gonna say yeah, yeah deck, okay. deck, porch, anywhere that like you're overlooking something, mm. something for whatever reason it just hits different there, and and especially if it's raining. 
I I I like a him warm and raining. He loves a warm rain when it's like we're in the garage. Yeah, it's the, I love rain I love storms. Yeah, storms. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But okay, so porch slash deck beers is Nick's. Mm-hmm. What I mean, like if you had a top three, is that just like your one that comes to it? Uh, that's the one that comes to mind. You guys talk, and I'll think of some other ones. I think my number one, like I know we're we're the garage beers podcast, but I'm not gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go campfire beer. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Sitting around, it's it's. You know, you've got jeans, you've got a hoodie on, it's October, mm. you just crack a nice cold bush latte, sit around Man, a fire. that's good, that's good. You've got Big Booty playing in the background. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's my number one, I my, think. Mine isn't golf beer, mine is scramble golf beer. Ooh. So when you're in a scramble, that's good too. and you crack your first one, you're just going to have a good day on the golf course with a good group of guys, and you're trying to make as many birdies as possible. So I think like scramble, and then you talk to a lot of different people, like your game gets better once you get the swing oil. But I yep. think golf course, like scramble beer, is definitely up there. Shower beer is another good one. So like I did shower beer for me, the only time I've really done it is like, you're you're taking a shower before like pre-game. you're going out. Yeah, it's a part of like the pregame. Like when I take a shower on a Tuesday morning, I'm not cracking a bush latte <laughs> before no, I go to yeah. work. But it has a purpose, right? And that's what makes it another one of those elite beers. What does a, see like? I like, know you can always have a, a couch beer, but that's not going to be elite. That's no. why a shower beer has a purpose, and that's why I think it gets into these conversations. I'll put it at like the above normal beer tier. Yeah, but I don't know if it's like in the top tier. I don't. I don't think. What so. about boat beer? Oh, a boat beer boat is, beer is so good. A beach beer. Beach beer. Beach beers. Yeah. Sand is usually too hot, so I'm. I think I'm out <laughs> on the beach beer. I think boat beer beats beach beer because <laughs> um, you could go to vacation and have a beach beer. It's like you know what common. I think is way overrated. Dinner beer. I'm not mm. a big like I'm oh, gonna yeah, have a no. beer with my meal. No. I'm gonna have I a like beer. Water. I'm gonna have like three beers before my meal, eat my meal, and then have like three to four more beers afterwards. But I, I've never like really grown up, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, into the oh yeah, I'm gonna drink beer with my steak. Like Right. I right. could get behind us like a pregame beer, like a I mean, I guess shower beer, but like I don't know. There's just something about like the guys like Getting around like a table or something like that. Yeah. Everybody kind of gets a beer, cracks one open, and before what about you go out? pre like nine a.m. beer. I don't know if that like fits into a different category, but like Ooh, drinking that in the morning, me. yeah, has a whole different feel than like drinking at nine o'clock at night. Right. Well, so that kind of leads into mine. Probably number two, tailgate beer. Oh, yes. Yeah, tailgate beer. Love because like tailgate is fall. You yep. know, tailgate in the spring. Yep. So you're not sweat. Well, you might be sweating if it's like an August game, but like my, like I did a, a Thanksgiving Hawkeye game a few years ago. We didn't even go to the game. We just went to Iowa City and basically walked from house to house, drink beers. It was God, phenomenal. Yeah. How great is festival fall? beer? Honestly, how great is fall? Ooh, festival beer is good. Ooh, festival beer, I'm out because the lack of festivals that do canned beers. Mm. I'm a big picky fan of like a. Like a German like festival? No. Oh, you need to. Do Germans German drink festival. their beer warm? No, not when the one I went to in Nashville. So it's not the faux, the faux ones. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean like fall has the best vibes. Yeah. I mean it's summer starting to vibes. cool off a little. I mean summer's great, but I think summer's fall hot. has beats has beat summer for me these days. And spring, I 
I would almost put spring worse than winter. No, because, I agree. Listen, I listen, agree. When it's winter, you know every single day yes. it's going to be cold. Yes. Look at the spring we've had here in Iowa. Spring leads we, you into no, the summer. No, we have gone is- <laughs> from 40 to 85 to the next day, yep, yep. like back down to 55. Like it is the worst I hate, cock tease so in the you. world. I hate the winter. Spring so. sucks. <laughs> no, I hate the winter. I'm all for spring being the worst. I've always no. said this. Winter sucks. I'm a big, I like to know what I'm getting. No. I know what I'm getting in the winter. It is cold. You can't do it. I am bundling up. I'm wearing a hat. Yep. 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 That's fine. I know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. I can't the outside fact, in the winter. You can't be outside in the spring when it's sure, like 35 degrees <laughs> it's and the worse. next day it's 85. It's worse because you have to try to suffer through it. <laughs> this is this is our first super hot take. Yeah, yeah. Spring sucks. I'm so happy with you, Sal. <laughs> but no, here's the here's the well, still, here's We're going to put that out on our Instagram, our, a poll of the worst yes. of the four seasons. And Cole is buying the next case of beer if spring wins. So, Taz, we yeah, yeah. we just got into a heated, heated ta- uh, take right here. Pizza's here, the, by the way. Pizza's here. Put the computer down a little bit. Pizza's Not here. all the way. Okay. Um, worst of the four seasons. I mean, you love winter. Fall is obviously fall the is best. your favorite. Fall yeah. is the best, hundred percent. I think if you live in the Midwest, the fall has got to be the best. It has to be. It's it 100%. has everything you want. It has everything. Yeah. If um, it was fall year round, oh, dude. Give me no. Give me. No, give me, give me, me that what Colorado is? No. Colorado, there's shit tons of snow. Yeah, but it like melts within like I'm with you though. Days. I it just alternated uh, like summer, fall, summer, no. fall, summer, fall, yeah. That would be- um, you lived in how was San Diego? It was like it was just summer. It was, it was summer. That's yeah. Funny. As you can see, we got a bunch of different views. Nick, Jim, Taz, all for some reason think that spring is the worst. I don't know. There's again that poll is gonna be on our story. Um, but now let's get into the top three beers. So if you were to pick, <laughs> man, what would it be? That's tough. So we talked a little bit already about um, porch beers. Porch beers. We talked about tailgate beers, scramble beers. So like if you're in a golf scramble, just kind of cracking it kind with your guys or pour some, having a good day on the golf course. I mean, me personally, I don't know what you guys said. I got here a little late. I had to bring the pizza. Me personally, I'm number one is deck beers. Yeah. Like, yep. Sun shining, flags waving, American flags waving, steaks on the grill. Like, you can't beat a deck beer. Yeah, in my works. Works. In my, I, I just right? can't do it. I, you, well done. <laughs> medium, medium rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go well done, you just ruin the whole deck beer. Period. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Might as well be drinking a white claw. Yeah. Uh, and then you were saying lawnmower. Number beers. two is definitely lawnmower beers. Like my lawn is a six beer lawn. I used to have a nine beer lawn. You know that's that's how I measure how long it takes to mow the lawn is based off the beers you 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 can. Inhale now, have you time. ever when you had either lawn? Let's say your six beer lawn. Yeah, but it's a really hot day. Mm. Does that then turn into a nine beer lawn or mm-hmm. a five beer lawn? Mm-hmm. It never decreases. <laughs> <laughs> it always de- it always increases. Right? Like when I say nine and six, that's like minimum, right? Okay. Have you ever finished a twelve pack cutting your lawn? Just once. <laughs> <laughs> wow. On the the nine beer lawn, it was it was one of those hot days like you're talking about. 
Um, you know, it was just, it was, it was one of those long days where I had worked all day outside and, and I was just, I was putting them down and it was, uh, it took me a while to mow that lawn. That, it, it, <laughs> what you were saying earlier where I got yeah. swervy, that, yeah. that one might have been one where I got swervy. Usually I'm yeah, All right. It got done though. It got so done. So it's like, and then one last question about these lawn beers. So you're, you're a family man. Have you ever been questioned about how long it took you to mow a lawn because of the number of beers you had mowing said lawn. Never. Okay. <laughs> means you got a good marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you want me to do? Not mow the lawn? <laughs> they go hand in hand. I mean, that's a winning counter argument. It's there, a, there's no. You drink yeah. beer and you mow lawn. So like, that's for all of our listeners out there that don't have a riding lawnmower, how do you consume? Mm, you get a cup holder. And I like push mower. Yeah, that's what Mark Leishman does. You get one of those camel. Oh, I have seen that. <laughs> Mark oh, Leishman. It was talking. Right. So like when the golf fitness stuff was all coming to thing, Mark Leishman like when I was like, yeah, my uh, physical activity, what I do is I mow the lawn, I have a push mower, and I put a cup holder with a beer in it. That's literally what he said about all these guys lifting them to her. I mean, I can't blame the guy. No, in all honesty, I, I went a little more towards uh, make strengths while I'm mowing the lawn these days. Oh yeah. So it doesn't. Well, I don't have a to, garage mixed drink podcast. I understand. I'm just saying. I I, I have to refill less yeah. when I'm doing that on a big line. Right, you right. know, especially when like you have to make so many laps and all. It, it, right. I'm not saying you can't refill. It's just harder to refill on a beer. Unless, but if on a mix, and I can see why you would like doing that because especially at your house, like you've got like kind of a view, and you're just trying to like. Holding your drink, driving a lawnmower, man, that's got to be. I'm a not gonna lie, it's not. It's yeah. almost like I'm drinking a deck beer while I'm exactly. drinking a lawn beer. A lawn exactly. beer. You, you know. have a comment on our live? I can't see that. I think so. Be check it out. Um. All right. Well, so so going from that, we got oh, Kit uh, here. Zach Leg said, "Don't forget birds chirping in the background with the deck beers." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right, Zach. Sneaky you are. Point. You are correct. So, kind of go from there. We got Kid on here. Next thing, Jim's going on a big motorcycle trip tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and How Kit- far are you going, Jim? So, in uh, seven seven hours, I will be on the seven road. Seven hours? Yeah. We're three, leaving what the fuck time is it? <laughs> what? We're leaving at 3.30 in the morning. We're doing uh, 1,000 miles tomorrow on the motorcycle. <laughs> riding to Peoria. And then Springfield, Kansas City, Omaha, Des Moines, back to Dubuque. All in one day. Whoa. Whoa. About 18 hours a ride. Dude, you're effing insane. Oh, yeah. I know I'm fucking insane. Why? Why in one day? Why not stay somewhere? Is it just one of them? So, like, there's this club, right? And make shit out of me, but, like, it's it's a 1K in a day club. Like, it's this... You gotta you gotta do one k to get into this club. Correct. You what get, do you get out of this? You get like a patch and a pin. Oh, like sweet! You recognize on social media. <laughs> but like, eventually, I see myself doing this as part of like a charity thing. So like, you guys, uh, you're we've had we donate so much for rent. So then I, you know, you do like a penny. Someone do the math. What is a thousand times point oh one? Like $100 hundred dollars. Okay, so. so maybe like a half a cent per mile or something. <laughs> but like I donate that to you know some kind of charity or something. But yeah, so that's that's tomorrow. I'm uh, I'm going on a ride with a friend of mine who a couple months ago we were talking and I flew this idea out there and he was like, hell yeah, I'm in. Um, you know, believe it or not, for as many motorcycle people as I know, 
not a lot of them like really I feel like how I enjoy riding is very different like a lot of the people it's like hey we're gonna ride 40 miles stop have a couple beers ride another 40 miles whereas like I every time I get on the bike I want to just ride until like I'm tired of it which is very very rare so I might hit that tomorrow. I might, but I'm excited. Um, I'm also like, there's, there's some nerves to it. Um, How long is the most you've been ridden in a day, Jim? So I've done 650 miles in back-to-back days. Back-to-back days, 650. Okay. And you're going for a thousand tomorrow. Yeah. And 650 takes you how, how long? So that was 6 a.m. until about 8 p.m. What do you think is gonna be the hardest? <laughs> what do you think is gonna be the hardest part? So one k is a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think the hardest part is actually gonna be the start tomorrow mm. because when we leave at three thirty in the morning, it's only gonna be like between forty two and forty five degrees. So they say like when you're riding, you take whatever air temperature it is, subtract fifteen, and that's basically what it feels like on the bike. Right. So that like, if, it, awesome. if it's forty two degrees nah. when we're leaving at three thirty tomorrow, that's gonna be like riding in thirty no twenty seven degrees. Like that's not warm. So like, I'm gonna I'm gonna have layered up. I'm gonna have my leather jacket. I've got insulated overalls. But like the tough thing about a ride like tomorrow and like because it's not summer is like by the time I hit Kansas City, it's gonna be like seventy seventy five degrees. They're gonna be hot, right? Right. So like as far as packing, it's like okay, I gotta pack basically an outfit for like the first six hours, and then a different outfit for the rest of the day. Like I think coming back maybe come back to it again at at eleven. I think the temp's gonna be fine. Yeah, I I might throw the jacket on. You think Um, you're gonna get back at eleven p.m.? I mean. I, I I don't see why not. I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is like we're, we have a planned lunch in Kansas City and a planned lunch in Des Moines. Okay. So all of our other stops need to be basically pull in, fuel up, stretch the legs for five minutes, get back on the bike and go. Uh, we can't be taking like 30 minute breaks because right. like on paper, this is going to be 18 hours of writing. It won't take long for, for us to get, you know, up to 20, 22 hours, 23 right, hours right. with stops. And the other thing is, like, I am more of a night person. I don't want to be trying to do the last 100 miles at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. Like, that's the other the right. reason why we're starting at 3.30 is, like, get what I think is going to be the toughest stretch just because of, like, the way our body works. Right. Out of the gates right away. So you're so, with, who's we? Yeah. So I'm riding with uh, HR Cook. Is, uh, Are you GM. really? Yeah. The GM here of the, the Five Flag Center in Dubuque uh, rides an Indian motorcycle. Um, you know, so he was the guy I, we were talking about riding one day. And I said, hey, like, I've always wanted to do this 1K in a day. And like, he was the first person that like said, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. And it's actually his birthday tomorrow. How'd you, how'd you get into motorcycles? So, probably like four, four years ago. It's a whole other podcast. Uh, yeah, four years ago, I think it was. I was uh, going on a trip with Taz here, and uh, I had always kind of been interested in motorcycles. So, like, my dad rode, you know, when he was younger. Um, you but know, you I, never rode one. I Yeah, I never, I'd never even, like, driven a manual transmission car. So... Taz and I are on this trip. We get talking about this bike that basically was sitting in his garage. Like I had ridden it for like used. a year. And he's like, 
I'll sell it to you for a thousand bucks. I'm like, done. And this was like, I think on the way to where we were going and the yep. whole trip was just like, I just want to get home and get this bike. Wait, why'd you want to buy the bike? Had you ridden it? No. No. Never ridden a bike. I you never ridden a bike. Wanted to. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to. And I also Good knew price. I didn't want to spend like $6,000 on a bike right. in the event that I didn't like it or I couldn't, for whatever reason, couldn't learn it. It's so. also like a really easy bike. To start on, like it's what I started on. Lightweight, not, Light, not easy to turn around. Fun. Like, so right. where I lived at the time was across the street from like a daycare, um, a daycare uh, kids thing, and they had like this long parking lot. So I would come home from work, I'd get on the bike, go over there, and just start riding back and forth. And like the hardest thing, you know, for me at least, was basically the muscle, like coordination of pulling in on the clutch um, and shifting more so when you're at a stop and letting go of the clutch without killing the engine. Mm. And it probably took me like three weeks of trying to learn this. And um, I had one scare. So like the building was solid brick and I was going through having to, you know, find time and I hit this pothole and I like lurched forward and then lurched back while my hand was gripping the <laughs> throttle and all of a sudden it like flung me forward and I'm like holy shit like this is where this is where it ends I never take this bike on the road and I die by crashing into the side of the building fortunately I, I, I stop and then from there like one day I just said you know what I didn't even have my license I didn't even have my permit at this point the Butte police don't come after me but and I basically found like this circular route that I would ride and I would ride this circle for an hour or two every night. And I didn't care. Sometimes I would reverse it. Um, but I just, I kept riding, kept riding, kept riding, never grew tired of it. Dang. So the fun thing about that bike is not only the, did the odometer not work, but also the speedometer didn't work. So I never knew how fast I was going, but I kind of like in my head, figured out, you know what, if I'm in third gear, I can't be really going faster than like 40 miles per hour. So sure. if, if I kept it under 40, I was probably going to be good from like speeding in any of these areas. So I did that. And then the following February traded in that bike for my first Harley rode a thousand miles on that bike in a month, uh, took it home and let my buddy ride it. And he totaled it. Oh, so I came back to Dubuque. That's what happened. And Bought a Sportster 48, put 6,000 miles on that between April and August. Traded that in for a Fat Bob because I thought I really liked it. Rode 1,000 miles on that in a month. And then I had this deal where when my bike was getting worked on, I would get a loaner. So I wasn't without a motorcycle. Well, sure as shit, they put me on what I have here in the garage now was a Sport Glide. And I remember distinctly riding out of that parking lot and be like, Oh, fuck. This is the bike I should have bought. Like, I have this brand new 2018 Harley Davidson. And all of a sudden, now I got to go back in and say, hey, I'm going to trade in this bike I just bought for another bike. For anyone who, who is thinking about that, don't do it because you end up really getting hosed on the uh, on the whole financing. Right. So I've had this bike now since... Uh, September of 2018. 
Um, tomorrow for sure. I will, I think in the first like hour, I'm going to hit 25,000 miles on that, which is a lot. Like there are tons of motorcycles out there that probably never hit five or 10,000 miles. Right. Um, and for, I mean, you guys all know, like any opportunity I have to ride, I'm on that bike versus car or track. Yeah. If we can't get a hold of you, we know you're probably right. Correct. Right. We're working. So you're saying you're self-trained motorcycle rider? 100%. So you just the, a fun that story, shit out. yeah. So That's I taught great. myself how to ride, and then it took me five times to pass the permit test. <laughs> because I'm a terrible test taker. Not that like I was, I didn't know the rules. I yeah. just I can't memorize to save my life. So it took me five times to pass the permit test, which I know you don't necessarily have to have, but I probably should have had. The day after I passed the permit test, I took my bike back to the DMV, passed the writing test on the first try, and it's been, I don't know. You've been in love ever since. Ever since. Yeah. We got to get a, we'll post a picture of his bike to the, to the Instagram so you guys have a yeah. good view of this, but she's all ready to go for tomorrow. Um, I got a little bit of work to do. I've got a, a new uh, sissy bar pad I'm going to install, try and not screw that up, but um I've got all my gear, I think, laid out, and yeah, three. I don't, my, the plan is to be rolling out of my garage here at, at 3 a.m., fill up in, uh, in Key West, Dubuque, or Key West, Iowa, here. And, Key West, and, Iowa. Yeah. Not, not Florida. Not Florida, no. We got, Iowa. Iowa's got a lot of cities that have big names, like Denver, and <laughs> there's a lot of like misleading <laughs> Iowa City names. But uh, okay, here's a deeper question for you, Jim. Oh boy, what is the reason that you love riding so much? Like when you're on this long ride, that is like, a good question. Are you gonna be loving it every minute? Like what what's going on here? I mean, I, I like no no joking, absolutely. Um, because I'm yeah, I may be listening to music, but like I'm not getting emails or I'm not answering texts. Uh, like I'm 100 disconnected in as the much moment. As I want to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the moment. Um, I'm not great. really like a thrill seeker, but like there's a certain level of like I could die anytime I get on the bike. And like that kind of <laughs> as weird as it sounds, like it really like frees me. Yeah. Um it just it for you know, and it's really hard at times to describe to people that don't ride because there really isn't another feeling like it. Mm-hmm. Um it's not like driving a car, it's you know, convertible, nothing like that. Like hmm. you like there's all kinds of cliche phrases, but like you literally become like one with everything around you. I don't disagree with that. Hmm. And you've, I mean, you've ridden a you know a couple not thousand nearly miles. as many no, miles as you. You can understand that to a certain extent. That bike's got a lot of stories to it. The first time I ever took that bike on the road, <laughs> I had just gotten it out of the shop. I had to actually put some couplings in it, and um. I told my wife, uh, well, she wasn't my wife. She was the fiance. Yeah, she wasn't my wife at the time. But I'm like, hey, I'm going back home for the weekend. She's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, okay, see you later. Little did she know that I was going going to put 600 miles on the bike that weekend (laughs) that I had just bought on the same load that I bought her diamond ring on. So (laughs) I might have not told her about that originally. And then when I got back, I'm like, yeah, listen, I put 600 miles on a bike that I bought on the same load. <laughs> so and you can attest to this, but like, and that was the same bike that I sold. Yes, years. yes. Lots of good stories on oh, that yeah. bike. That's that's it's a. I wonder where that is now. Do you have any idea? Honestly, it's probably scrapped. 
Because as soon as they That's figured out, sad, it is. As soon as they figured out that the speedometer and the odometer <laughs> didn't work, I mean, it read that there was eleven thousand miles on that bike. There had to have been closer to twenty, guaranteed. Because <laughs> you said at one point you didn't think it ever worked when you had it. It didn't. Yeah. So, um, but like one of the things that's great starter to learn about. Absolutely, though. absolutely. One of the things that like you know I'm I'm single right and. Like a lot of people talk about, oh, well, like, I don't think my wife would approve of that. And like, I kind of take that as a badge of honor to extent that like, listen, if you're going to end up dating me, which th- that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> we'll dive into that but in another like, podcast. You also got to realize like the bike is, is it's a non-negotiable. Like that's, that's a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Like people like you guys do so many shows like, oh, would you shave your beard for a job or something? No, because it's just dumb. Who, it's but part like, of who you are. Right. Like me without a motorcycle, like I don't know. I That's like a sense of my idea. Sure. It's like Nick without CrossFit. Yeah. Sure. Who, what Taz is without that? wrestling. Whoa. I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like the same type of thing. Yeah. I mean, like imagine if like you were dating someone pre-obviously you getting married, but like they said, yeah, like I, I, I want you to be home every night at, at five and you, you know here on the weekends and you can't coach like. That's kind of a deal breaker. Oh, probably wouldn't have married. Well, well, exactly. Yeah, so like the adult thing to do, obviously, is to just be like right off the bat. Like you talk about that. Yeah, shit. yeah. This is yeah. this is what I can and can't do. Yeah, but like you know, so for me, it's, it's a motorcycle. Like for Kit, it might be something totally different. Cole, it's probably golf. Like I think for <laughs> like, and we talked a little bit about this last week. I think it is CrossFit. so okay. <laughs> so absolutely crucially important to your mental health. To have that one thing. If you have more than that, fine. But you got to have one thing. Oh, I agree. That no matter what you can do, and it's going to bring you out of a funk. It's going to put a smile on your face. Last Sunday, I was I was going to ride up with my dad. We met in Rockford. And I'm coming through Galena, and I just start laughing because I can't believe that, like, this is what I get to do, like, damn near you know, every day from – March until November. So, like, you got to have that thing because no matter how shitty your day is, like, you got to have that one thing that you can go to that is going to bring you out of that funk. And that's, I mean, that's so true. I mean, you just got to have your, like, you're out. Some people it's golf, some people it's working out, some people it's reading, something that you can go do something to get your mind right. Some people it's deck beers. Deck beers. (laughs) (laughs) Like that for me though, a lot of the times is coaching. Like, have you ever, have you guys ever been like super dead going into like I don't really want to coach, and then you feel energized after? Oh yeah, reminded me like all the time, middle of a round, like just absolutely go for it, and it's just awesome. So. Um, that, but then like you got to have an outside besides that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because you got to be able to clear your mind, get away from yeah. the team and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like the almost. If I find somebody that doesn't have that, or if I meet someone that doesn't have that, then I'm like, okay, like, well, you got to find, you have to figure yeah. that out. Yeah, you got to find somebody who's already got something. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That, and I mean, I think. We can't Man, wait we, to hear how the trip goes. We're getting deep now, yeah. boys. Well, yeah, this, this is anyone still listening good. at this? This point. is deep. No, and, and I'm excited for it. I think, uh, you know, it'll it'll be a fun day. I think I'm going to be pretty tired come Saturday. But uh, on Saturday, I get to shoot some guns. So that, that automatically is going to get so you excited. live video ended. Forget it. Should I share to IGTV? Sure. <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. I'm going to figure this out. Uh, but, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. And you're only going to shoot 100 rounds. 
Only? It's plenty. <laughs> and then on Sunday, I, I bet you I'm, I, I probably won't ride out to the event on Saturday. You're not going to? You're going to drive we'll see. your truck? We'll see. But I guarantee on Sunday, I will be back on the bike riding again. <laughs> so, I, mean, I think that's all we got today. Yeah. So this was episode two of Garage Beers. I uh, appreciate everyone for you know giving us the love on, on Instagram. I uh, can't believe in a day we're already up to like almost 100 followers. Um, we're going to continue to grow that. I think for us, we're just we're having fun. Like it's not... Like, I'll be honest, I don't spend more than 10 minutes editing this afterwards, so it's never going to be a high-quality production, but we have fun with it. We talk about, you know, shit that matters and probably a lot of shit that doesn't matter, but uh, I think our, our beer count tonight is, is over seven. Uh, <laughs> Nick, you are worried about that, but we're at... Uh, a piece? No. <laughs> That's we're at seven plus, seven plus beers tonight, and... We talked about some really good shit. Yeah. So uh, if you got more topics or anything that you want to hear us kind of chat about, just let us know. Uh, follow us on the, the old Instagram. But thanks for listening.